Hello and welcome to the PR department podcast. You're through to your host, Casey Braden, and this is episode 48. Hello, hello, hello. Today's episode um, is all about finances and tax and money and all of those things that, to be completely honest, I'm not very good at. And I've sort of really held back on doing an episode like this, even though I know for a lot of freelancers and a lot of PRs or people wanting to go freelance, this is probably like such a big topic for you guys. Um, And it's been such a point of contention for me within my own business. But because I deem myself as not very good at it, I didn't want to do an episode on it because I didn't feel 100% confident in talking about it. However, when I'm talking to my friends and fellow business people, I realise that I actually do have insight to share, whether I be an expert on the topic or not. So that's what we're doing today. So without further ado, um, I am not a financial expert. I am not an accountant. I do not work for HMRC, thank God. Um, But here are just some things that I've found useful. And also when I have fresh freelance friends or friends who run businesses, when they ever ask my advice, this is the advice I give them. So I'm just passing it on to you. So starting off really easy. Um, Get into the groove of doing your books daily, weekly, every couple of days. Do not do what I and I know a lot of my freelance friends do and that is wait until the end of the tax year where you have to submit your return and do it all in one go because I guarantee you, number one, it's going to take days. You're going to be so stressed, so bored and you're going to miss things and you're going to do things wrong I guarantee you so how I do it if I just talk you through my system so I have an excel document um where I put all of my expensive expenses that are relevant to my business in to the document and I have the top half of the document is stuff that's coming in so what I'm getting paid and then the bottom half of the document is stuff that's going out my expenses um and then I split that uh every two months so I start a fresh sheet every two months obviously the months before are all saved and it just runs on and on and on just adding tabs to this excel document it's very simple um I also have it color-coded so I have three cards I have my debit card I have my credit card and I have my business card um, and I also have paypal so depending on how I pay for things I have a color code Um, and aside from that I then have a Dropbox folder which is organized into year into month Um, and what I do is I take pictures of my receipts or I screenshot my receipts and I drop the correlating receipt that matches the information in the Excel into that Dropbox folder so when my accountant comes around and no matter what they ask for whether it's my return whether it's my personal return whether it's my VAT return I literally just send them the same two documents because all of the information is in there um so I tend to update that 
I would say every couple of days, depending on how many expenses I have. Like if I'm on a business trip, I'll update it like every day to make sure that nothing's missed. Um, but as I'm going along, I'm taking pictures of my receipts. I'm screenshotting my receipts. So everything's living in my camera roll. So if I haven't done my receipts for a few days, I can go back through my camera roll and make sure that everything is in the document that should be. I also go through my bank accounts and make sure that my statements match the document, match the receipts. Yes. So that's the, the a really, really big piece of advice is really keep on top of that. And I know it's so pedantic, but when you get into the groove of taking five minutes here and there just to update it, it will make your life so much easier. And when your accountant comes knocking, you don't have that <gasps> moment of, oh my God, I've not been doing my accounts. And then you have to panic. Like I used to do this thing, which ugh, horrific, like when my return was coming around, I used to block out like an entire weekend and I would spend my full Saturday and Sunday doing my accounts. Like, why would you want to do that when you can just do like five minutes in the morning here and there? Do you know what I mean? Honestly. And people told me over and over and over again, keep on top of your accounts, keep on top of your accounts. I never did it. And then when I started doing it and I got into the swing of it, I don't know why I ever did it any other way. And I know you probably won't change your way of doing things, people who do it yearly. But when you start, I swear to God, it's going to be like a thing that you will never, ever not do. It's honestly so much easier. Um, So yeah, screenshotting your receipts, taking pictures of your receipts are really helpful. If I was you, I, I used to years ago, I used to keep my receipts in little... Um, envelopes like month by month by month and if you want to do that like if you're a physical filey person that's fine but almost all everything that I do in my business is digital so I have a digital system therefore I take pictures of my receipts and I just find things get lost and also what I was finding is when I was coming back to do my yearly accounting which do not recommend I was going through my receipts and because they'd been packed next to each other they'd all faded so the information wasn't on there anymore so yeah watch that one um also coming back to the Dropbox folder that I referenced I love using Dropbox for this in particular because you can have the Dropbox app on your phone so you can upload straight from your camera camera roll drop it straight into the Dropbox or you can have it on your laptop and they both connect so that little functionality I find really useful because it doesn't matter if I'm doing my accounts on my laptop or if I'm doing them on my phone everything's up to date and I really love that a lot of people ask me why I use Dropbox and that's why um so my next piece of advice is if you're not very good with numbers with finances doing your accounts understanding your accounts delegate it because it's such a huge part of your business and it 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 will ultimately be the thing that trips you up like your taxes or you know overestimating underestimating it will be the thing in your business that really f's you over so if you're not sure on how to do that yourself and so many business owners do not know how to do it themselves I being one of them because hello I'm a PR I'm not an accountant like it's such a different skill delegate it like I got an accountant really early on because I know my strengths and I knew I think I tried to do a yearly return once and it was so traumatizing I was like I cannot 
bear to do this again and that's not out of laziness that's understanding what I'm good at and what I'm not and also what's important to my business and also I know it seems like an expense especially when you're a smaller business however it'll be a much bigger expense if you get it wrong um and most of the time you won't even know about that until like for example if you get investigated like 10 years in and you've been doing your returns wrong for the first five years because you're a tiny business like you'll still be penalized so it's really really within your best interests to get it right even from the very beginning and you're not making a lot of money um also everything that you're paying your accountant um goes towards your tax return as an expense so that's one benefit and another thing as a smaller business i don't know if this works across all accountants but i'm assuming that it does smaller businesses pay smaller fees bigger businesses pay bigger fees obviously because they have bigger accounts and bigger amounts of money so if you're a smaller business don't worry about having to pay tons for an accountant find an accountant that'll work on a rate that works for you and you grow together um i've been with the same accounting company since day dot and the reason for that is because my dad also owns his own business and he was working with one particular accountant and I was so overwhelmed I didn't even want to find my own accountant I was like I'll just go with yours like he's good perfect and he was amazing um my original accountant unfortunately passed away really suddenly and I was so sad because obviously he was a lovely person but also he was so good at understanding me my business my accounts and also how I communicated which is a huge thing in finding the right accountant I used to say to my original accountant Jeff like speak to me like I'm stupid because I don't understand anything about this world none of the terms nothing I've never done this before nobody's ever taught me this they don't teach this in school so talk to me like I'm a five-year-old because I really want to understand but I don't understand when they talk in like accounting terms and there's no shame in that whatsoever like and I've said that to every single accountant I've worked with like please don't talk to me like an accountant because I'm I'm not going to understand you um so he was amazing unfortunately he passed away and then my um my account got transferred to another accountant within the company um that was hell for a few years because we just didn't click like we didn't get each other he used to talk to me in accountant terms and he could have been speaking a different language like for all I knew and that caused me a lot of problems because I didn't understand and I couldn't make my own decisions because I wasn't understanding the process and in that time my business went through a lot of changes which I'll go through later on in the episode but I could have really have done with someone who could have like broken it down for me and explained it also they kept charging me for having meetings or phone calls where they would explain things and that was really annoying to me they don't do that anymore so I think that was personal to the accountant I was working with he's since retired and I now have a new accountant all within the same company so these guys have been with me for like eight years and I've always stayed with the same people um but yeah you know it swings and roundabouts some people are great you click with some people and you don't with others the same as every other element of your business and every single other person you'll work with so it's just finding something that works for you um one thing I will say though even if you hold your hands up and say I'm not very well versed in numbers or accounting or you know understanding taxes it's important to try and understand like I said a second ago when I had that second accountant where 
I wasn't really getting it because I do think of communication issues. Um, it was really difficult for me because I felt like I was alien to my own business. Um, I felt like I was relying on other people to advise me and make decisions for me and I wasn't getting the full picture so I didn't feel like I ever fully understood and I do think even though it's not my area and I will always take the advice of the expert in that area I do think it's important where possible to try and understand what's going on and to learn what you can um I you know always go into these meetings like completely open like please just talk to me like I'm five I want to understand and I think having that one even if you don't if you're not very good at it I'm still not very good at it but having that desire and that openness to understand I think is really important and it will really help you make decisions and you will have to make decisions obviously it's part of being a business owner even if you are freelance whatever you'll always have to make challenging decisions when it comes to your accounts and doing the best thing for you um a lot of things that people don't talk about like when people come from money or come from generational wealth like they know certain things about the system because they're taught that as children and I think coming from you know more of a working class background it is challenging because you are then relying on other people to give you that information it's not second nature you know like I said just now it's not taught in schools which is crazy but also not to go full conspiracy theorist but I do think that's intentional like I do think not teaching taxes and this and that in schools is to hinder sort of working class people from doing these things and understanding these systems and branching out from the employment system um you know I don't think they're doing anything within education to help people who are entrepreneurial or are you know wanting to go freelance and I think over the years that is going to have to change it might have already changed I don't have children so I haven't been in the school system for a very long time but you know there there's never been much effort made to support people who want to have their own business and now so many people are self-employed like that's gonna have to change at some point because it's crazy um I think the only time anyone ever spoke to me about taxes or anything like that was when I was in university and that was because I was in dance school and as a dancer you're always pretty much always going to be self-employed so I think we did like two classes on how to be self-employed which wasn't helpful to be honest Uh, but hey-ho you know you've got to get to degree level apparently before anyone talks about VAT Anywho, um, one other thing I wanted to mention that I didn't know myself is when you're looking for an accountant and when you're trying to find an accountant, it's really important, in my opinion, because it's important to me, it might not be important to you, um, that that accountant is chartered. Um, Having a chartered accountant, and please do correct me if I'm wrong here, but this is just my understanding, having a chartered accountant basically means if something goes really wrong with your tax, that is your accountant's fault when they're chartered they have to take responsibility for that so for example I'm going to use a a little story here to help explain so someone who I know um, who worked in construction um, they were working in construction for like over 10 years right and was living a very lavish life like you know holidays nice cars houses overseas etc etc and 
I'm sort of looking at this person and thinking, okay, I kind of know how much you earn. I'm not understanding how you have all of these luxuries, okay? So then a few years ago, this person found out that they hadn't been paying tax correctly basically their entire career. So like 10 to 15, like 20 years worth of tax that hadn't been paid properly. Hence why they had so much disposable income, but they just never questioned it because their accountant had always said like it was fine. So this is where I come back to having an understanding yourself so that you can understand if someone's telling you it's fine, is it really fine? But this person was like, you know, give it all over to the accountant. They say it's fine, whatever. I think the accountant was obviously doing something dodgy. And I think they were also like pocketing some of the money for themselves. Anyway, when this guy then goes and changes accountants, the accountant looks at the books and goes, oh my God, you owe like so many thousands. Like I can't even imagine how much money they would have had to have back paid in tax for all of that time but because their previous accountant was obviously dodgy and not chartered they didn't have to take legal responsibility for that at all it all lies on the individual so even though you know benefit of the doubt this person didn't really know what was going on they were just taking the advice of their accountant and enjoying their money and wondering you know why everybody else isn't in the same boat um they you know the responsibility laid with the business owner and with them um whereas if the accountant was chartered number one they probably wouldn't be in that mess in the first place but number two the accountant would have to take some sort of legal responsibility should you go to court and I know that sounds really dramatic but these things can happen you know mistakes can be made and you have to make sure that you your back is covered um I recently looked at changing accountants a couple of years ago and I wanted to go with an accountant that my partner had been with previously when he was self-employed because I loved them like the way they communicated was so good like they bent over backwards for him like he seemed to do like barely any work in terms of like making sure his accounts were on point and they they would just like be so accommodating and it was great. I had a call with them, loved them, like really wanted to move. And then I found out they weren't chartered. And that, unfortunately, I have to have someone who's chartered because I just, my anxiety can't bear it. So yeah, make sure you go with someone who's chartered, cover your own back. So um, now I'm going to talk a little bit about VAT. Um, so don't ask me the rules of VAT. Um, all I know is I charge 20% and I pay 20% and that's it (laughs) I also know obviously about hitting the VAT threshold so um I don't know if it's still this because I um I got VAT registered quite a few years ago and the rules change all the time so do double check everything I'm saying again I'm not an expert but when you hit over an annual earning of 80,000 pounds you have to um pay VAT so A lot of businesses, and I'm going to talk about this because I've not heard anybody talk about this and I think it can't be just me. Like, I know I'm pretty stupid when it comes to my accounts, but it cannot be just me. I see my business in terms of what I'm making, what I'm charging, what I'm doing month to month to month to month. 
I really struggle to view my business annually. Like if you asked me what I earned last year, unless I look at my tax return, I could not tell you. Like I could tell you roughly, but I don't know the figure. If you ask me what I earn month on month on month, I could give you a better figure because it's sort of closer to home. Also, when you work like me, so I am on monthly retainers for my clients. If I gain a client, lose a client, you know, it changes. Um, And people who do project-based work, it's going to change even more. So it's really, really difficult to actually know when you hit that VAT threshold, especially if you don't know you're near it. And I know that sounds crazy because it's like, surely you know how much you earn. Yes, you do. But it is hard as a solo business owner, like my focus is on other things. I'm barely keeping my head above water in terms of keeping my accounts up to date. Like, and you expect me to know what I'm earning on a yearly basis, like to the figure. Like, it's a lot. So I knew I was nearing the VAT threshold because my accountant had alerted me. And I said to my accountant, this was at the time when I was working with the accountant I didn't like very much, um, can you please let me know when I hit the VAT threshold or when we need to look at getting VAT registered? And I was really relying, silly mistake, and this is why I'm telling you because you don't do what I did. I was relying on my accountant to tell me when we crossed, crossed that threshold they didn't so I went through the threshold went over the threshold and then got charged a fine (laughs) so don't do that um also if you think you're gonna hit the bath threshold just get registered because then you don't have to worry about it um one thing I will say is I waited until I hit the the VAT threshold before I became VAT registered looking back I probably wouldn't have done that Um, if I were to start another business now from scratch or if I was to go freelance again I probably would be that registered from day dot and the reason for that is quite specific to my business but I think it will impact other people as well so I'm going to say it Um, I found it a bit nerve-wracking transitioning um, being VAT registered with my clients because obviously with that you have to charge VAT so if I'm charging someone say a thousand pounds a month I then have to charge them VAT which is 20% which is an extra 200 pounds so my client agrees to pay me a thousand pounds a month but then when I got VAT registered they then have to pay me a thousand two hundred a month they're not getting extra service it's literally just VAT The thing is, for most businesses, this isn't going to bother them at all because if they're VAT registered themselves, you know, VAT comes in, it comes out. It's not even really classed as income. Like I charge my 20% VAT and I pay my 20% VAT. So I basically, like, I I don't even see that 20%. Like, even if it's sat in my bank account, I'm blind to it because it's not my money, it's not my income. I don't, you know, factor into anything. It's literally comes in, goes out. That's exactly the same for my clients. However, for going through that transition, you know, when you've been signed off and you've been paid this amount of money and your contract states you're being paid this amount of money and then you have to add 20%, it can be tricky. It wasn't for me. Um, it was only tricky for my clients who are not that registered themselves. So like very, very small businesses. Um, but I would bear that in mind. So, you know, there's no reason why you can't be that registered from day dot. As I said, it's money coming in and money going straight out. It doesn't affect your profit. So I would just do it and then you're covered. Like that's a 
something that I didn't do but I would do if I could do it again. Another thing that I would maybe do that I didn't do and that is being a limited company straight away. Um, I was a sole trader for I want to say about five years Um, and I got oh my god did I get effed by tax because when you move into a certain tax bracket like for a few years I was paying like 40% tax I'm not even joking you and it was horrific like it I'm not gonna lie it was horrific like not only do limited companies have a better rate of tax than sole traders um also if you are in a position like me where I didn't own a house when I started the business I didn't own a house when I was a sole trader I then moved to be in a limited company for tax reasons because I was going to have a better rate of tax um, and my business had grown to the point where I really needed to be a limited company. So I made that transition, not thinking how it would impact, for example, when I then go for my mortgage, which I did a year after I went limited. In the eyes of the bank, I had then only had my company for a year, even though I had had my company for six years. I had accounts that dated back six years um it was exactly the same company same name same everything like nothing had changed but in the eyes of the bank I had started a new company a year ago because I had transitioned into being a limited company so if you are like everybody having a mortgage or you know credit or anything like that you're looking to borrow any money business loans anything keep that in mind and again if I was to start again I would be limited straight away it is a bit more of a ball ache obviously because there's no more paperwork so you've got to do two tax returns a personal and a company return every year it costs a little bit more in terms of your accountancy fees but in the long run it's so much less of a headache because when you've got to shift the business from being sole trader to limited it feels like a big deal when it doesn't need to be so that's another sort of nugget of advice that I would say um so I put on my Instagram what you guys wanted me to answer in terms of finances and if there was anything I could help you with and one of the answers I got from one of my dear friends was to talk about keeping money for your own self-development and there are a few things I wanted to say about this first of all remember that any money you spend on self-development that can be linked to your business is tax exempt in terms of it's an expense so bear that in mind when you're doing things and planning things for example If I were to go on a course like, I don't know, a social media course, right? And the course is going to cost me £2,000. That's going to go towards my taxes as an expense because that, even though it is self-development, it is money going into the development of my business. I also, and I haven't checked this with my accountant, but I would be interested to know his thoughts on it. I list therapy as a business expense and I know that might sound ridiculous but in my eyes I need therapy to run my business and that's not a silly thing to say 
So the money that I spend on my therapy, I do list it as a business expense. I don't know if something like that, you can claim the full 100% as an expense, but you should be able to charge a percentage of it. And what I mean by that is, for example, say you have one phone and you use your phone for 50% business stuff and 50% personal, I will put that in as an expense for my taxes, but uh, it will only be expensed at 50%. So say, for example, therapy, if I say that I use 50% of my therapy sessions for business purposes and 50% for personal, 50% of that therapy charge will be an expense towards my business. If I'm going on a course or anything like that, again, even if it's not fully business and it's partially personal, get that percentage that it does benefit your business into your expenses. It will help you with your taxes. It'll help bring that tax payment down. If you run a business like me where you don't have many expenses because I don't I, I'm a service based business I don't have the expenditure of products like this is another really good way of making expenses because otherwise you are just paying like just so much tax <laughs> so I would bear that in mind when you're like picking and booking things um And this sort of leads me on to my next point, like whether we are talking about spending money on self-development or just spending on money that you've earned through your business, obviously, because that's your income, like where else are you going to get money from on the things that you want to do? Please, please do not make the same mistake that I made. And this was a mistake because I was purely naive. You get taxed on every penny you spend. That's a lie. Scratch that. You get a dividend allowance, obviously, but once you go over that dividend dividend allowance, don't ask me what your dividend allowance is because I barely know my own, um, you are taxed on the money you spend. And how I found this out was because it happened to me last year and it was horrifying. My tax bill was so high. Guys, I can't even tell you, like it almost brings me to tears. Um you will be taxed on everything when you go over that dividends allowance. So for example, I went through a year where I had quite a few really large expenses in one year. So for example, I bought my house, which is probably like the most expensive thing I've ever bought. And in the same year, I bought my car in cash. Moron. Like obviously I couldn't have avoided those two expenses in one year. However, if I was being smart, I probably would have tried to delay that car purchase until my next financial year to sort of spread it out a little bit. Because honestly, it was disgusting and I wouldn't want any of you guys to go through that. So if I can impart that bit of like do what I say, not what I do, this is the time. My dad always makes me laugh when we talk about this because he said he's on a lifelong mission to basically try and exactly only spend the amount of money. So like he's within his dividend. Um, So he doesn't have to like get taxed on anything that he spends. Um, This is really hard. (laughs) And this is like a full time job in itself. But he's like convinced he's going to beat the system. I can't keep up with it, to be honest, to that level. But I'm just telling you to be mindful when it comes to really big purchases. Um, But going back to, I just want to say one more thing on that. Like, how absolutely ridiculous is it that we get taxed on money that we spend 
when like I was saying to this to my mum when I was going through this like horrific tax dividend saga I was like I've earned my money my money comes through my business I'm gonna have to take money out of my business to spend money to live to buy my house to do all these things like I know when you're a limited company they separate like the person who is the founder and the company however for me it's like I'm everybody I'm one person um so if I'm taking money out of my business to spend on things that I need like where on earth else am I supposed to get money from like obviously I'm going to draw money out of my business it's just crazy that you get penalized for that and like I understand it but I also don't and it annoys me to my core and I can understand why my dad's on his lifelong mission to beat the system because I would love to beat the system Jesus um but yeah when it comes to keeping money for your own self-development like at the end of the day like we work we earn money and you should be able to spend that money however you see fit and I think it's so important as well this is slightly off topic but I wanted to say it is to do things that don't always link back to your business and things that you can't always make money from like that's so important like if I'm a PR and I want to go off and do I don't know a six-week yoga course that can't be a business business expense in any way because it doesn't relate to my business but should I stop myself from doing that should I stop myself putting money out of my business to do that no because it's important to myself and my soul and my sanity and I think that is so so important to remember um like a couple of years ago I decided that I was going to do um an art history course and it was like a 10-week course like an evening thing and everyone was like oh what are you what are you doing that for like are you going to use it to start a new business or like it how does that benefit your PR business and I was like it's literally a hobby like I'm just educating myself on something that I find interesting and honestly those Wednesday nights were amazing because it was just about me and it was just about my education and my own self-development and educating myself and working on something that had nothing to do with earning money it was just about what I liked and what I enjoyed and that was amazing and that reminds me that I'm probably going to do another one because it was great and I encourage you all to do the same like not everything has to be linked and not everything has to be like oh how can I work this into my taxes like just do what you want to do sometimes you're going to get penalized in dividends but live your life and that's the moral of the story guys keep your accounts tidy and live your life and on that note I'll see you in the next one